welcome. Today in studio we have Sasha Nordin, founder of Emelith, a very well-respected promoter and manager for Borgasm and Raptor Baby. Thanks so much for joining us, Sash. Oh, thank you guys for having me here today. So you're a promoter, you started out as one. Um, how long have you been one and how did you get into it? Since 2009, so that's about five years now. Um, it all started on the kitchen floor of my best friend's house after a gig, just talking about how gigs were run and the metal community. And I had a whole bunch of ideas and he really encouraged me to. So started a Facebook page, started organizing a gig and it just took off from there. Well, tell us a little bit more about it. So it, it always started under the brand Emineth. Um, and we started with gigs at first, just organizing shows that were really well organized, really professional. Um, yeah, and then I started working with bands more personally, getting into the management. We started doing a lot of alternative photography. I knew a bunch of models, knew a bunch of photographers, so got them together, put some photo shoots. It seemed to work well. Cool. So uh, tell us a bit more about Emelith and um, what it entails, what services it provides, how's, how it works. <laughs> the main aspect is the gig part. So we host gigs for bands and promote the shows really well, hope to get a lot of people out. So it's about band exposure. Um, we also do a lot of online promoting and interviews and reviews for bands. And we put all of our photo shoots up on our website. It's not just the models though, we have a lot of photographers who do gig shoots as well. So like bands get to have really cool photos from their performances. Um, yeah, we do the reviews online. We do a couple of interviews when I have the time to. I haven't been doing much of that lately. Um, and we've got our Facebook page, we've got a YouTube channel. So we are quite active online, probably more active online than anywhere else. So tell us a little bit more about um, managing bands and how long you've been doing it for and why you got into it. Um, I started managing bands about three and a half years ago. Um, it started out with one of my friend's boyfriend's bands. I was just always at their gigs. We'd go and watch them all the time. and. They weren't really good when it came to their gigs. Like they never sent through their guest lists or did their promotion. And it was quite annoying for the rest of us. We never knew when they were playing. We'd found out last minute. Um, so I started with that and then I took on another band. And it was just sort of to help the band move in the right direction, become more professional, um, more gig tight, you know, what goes into preparing for a gig. Cause it's not just getting on stage and playing. There's a lot of behind the scenes, the promotion and, um, you know, making sure that you're actually tight on stage, setting up and setting down. So I thought that it would help bands be better. So what are the challenges involved in being a manager and, and what have you found are the advantages it brings to bands and, and you especially with the bands you manage? Um, there's a lot of challenges, mostly communication. You know, when you're working with four or five different people at a time. Everyone wants different things. So you have to find common ground and try and make sure everyone's happy with the way you're moving forward. Um, trying to get everyone to agree on one thing is, is really a nightmare. So that's definitely a challenge. Getting everyone to play their role as well. Usually in a band you find that people have different roles to play. Um, so that's a little bit difficult. I suppose the advantage is that um, for a band specifically is you've got someone taking care of the dredge work, um, mailing through your guest lists, 
doing your online promotion for you, creating your events, making sure that everything works, everything is in order, booking your venues, booking your gigs. So for a band, it's really good because you don't have to do all that legwork yourself. You can focus on making your music and playing your shows really well. Um, all of the admin and behind the scenes, someone else is taking care of it. So that's an advantage. When do you think a band should consider management and what's the best way about going securing one? I suppose when they're too busy to do all of that admin stuff themselves. Um, you know, if you're a new band, I think it's very important for you to do a lot of that groundwork yourself so that you know what goes into being a live band in this country. So, you know, maybe after a year or two of gigging, you have a little bit of a fan base and you're really busy, can't do all of that stuff yourself. Um, I personally think that bands shouldn't have managers. I know that's quite ironic because um, it's important to be in touch with what you're doing. Um, now unfortunately, you often get really, really good bands who just have no idea. And I suppose that's where I come in. What do you feel is the appropriate etiquette for a band um, from the negotiation stage for a show to the actual live performance? I suppose, you know, being humble never ever hurts. Um, making sure that your mails are applied to on time, making sure that your tech writers, your guest lists are in on time, that's very important. Um, communication, so like if you communicate well and you're always on top of things then people appreciate that. No one wants to wait around for three weeks for a band to confirm a gig, so the sooner you do things the better. Obviously arriving on time, setting up quickly, setting down quickly, thanking people for the show, be it the organizer, or the sound engineer, or the venue. I think those are really small things that people overlook, but make the world of a difference when someone wants to book you again. And also, um, do you feel that having your own sound engineer as a band adds to that professionalism? Definitely, I, I do think so. Um, I don't think it's a must for every gig, but it does help because an engineer knows your style, knows your sound, knows how to mix you knows when your breakdowns are coming in, when to, you know, make things louder, make things softer. So I think it's important if you want a really good live sound, having your own sound engineer is, is quite an important thing. It makes you look better than everyone else. So, so excluding the Emelith Arts Expo, um, what do you think the most successful show you've ever run was? A couple of years ago, we did this series of shows called uh, Best of Bass. So we had all of these really amazing um, bands with really, really amazing bassists play and it was, it was quite successful. We had William Bishop um, who came and did like a, a 20 minute solo just jamming on his bass and yeah, it was a lot of fun and really successful and the shows did well. I think people appreciate bassists. Tell us a bit more about the Emelith Arts Expo. Um, the Emelith Arts Expo started about three and a half years ago, and it was just a one-day show. Um, I knew a whole bunch of fine artists that did a lot of different art, not the stuff you would find in an art gallery per se. So I thought about ways that we could try and expose them and give them more promotion. And I got a couple of friends of mine who are into art to come and set up, and we had a metal gig at the same time. And the idea is that all the people that would go to the show are kinds of people who would be into the sort of darker art. And there's your fan base and you can start building up a market and start getting your name out there as an artist. And the first show, 
did really, really well. The venue was too packed. Um, it was quite ridiculous. So we then moved it to Sundowners in Alberton, which was a bit bigger. Um, and then we really wanted to expand it to sort of include more arts like dancers and fashion. So we moved it through to Baldmer in Pretoria and last year was the first year that we did it over three days. So we had the art set up for three days and we had a whole bunch of clothing stores. And this year we even had like a sword fighting tournament. So the idea is to just get a whole bunch of different kind of artists into one venue and give them exposure and promotion. And what does putting something that big together entail? A lot of patience. Um, a lot of patience, a lot of organization. You have to be on top of things. I'm constantly writing memos down when I'm organizing a guest list. Uh, yeah, that's the big thing is the guest list. Um, you know, when you're dealing with 30 bands plus their guests, plus artists, you, you need to know who's going in where. Um, you need to know the layout of the venue, where you're gonna put people. So it is quite a lot of organization in and a lot of communication as well. Um, often I struggle to find artists, um, enough artists and people who are there on time and have enough pieces. So it is a little bit of a struggle, but it's a lot of fun when it's actually happening. Cool, so what's next for the Arts Expo? Something similar to what we did this year, so over three days, maybe towards the end of January, which is my birthday, so it's a really cool birthday party. Um, yeah, we'll do it over three days. We want to do two stages this year, but not necessarily have bands on the two stages. We were thinking of getting some performance art in, doing some drama, so that's what's in the pipelines for next year. I just want to quickly ask as well, how many people um, did the last one see through the gates? about 160 people that paid. Um, so it wasn't that much in terms of revenue, but we did have 20 bands that had, you know, five guests each, plus your artists and their guests and stalls and sword fighters. So, I mean, there must have been about 400 people there, um, but not that many actually paid to get in. Okay, I want to move on to um underground bands and bands playing around uh, sort of Joburg and Pretoria. Who do you think are the best right now with the most potential, the up and coming ones? Oh, there's a lot of bands. Would I be biased if I had to say Rafter Baby? Um, I love that band. I think that they're amazing. They've got such talent, such amazing stage performance. Um, who else? This is really hard because now I feel like I've been put on the spot. Oh, there's so many bands from like so many different genres, specifically in Joburg and Pretoria. There's a band called Red Helen that, I mean, I watched them about six years ago. They were really, really young. And, um, and then recently again, and they just, they blew my mind. Um, really, really good band. You know, there's bands like The Drift that are doing really well when it comes to promotion and booking shows and, and getting out there. So that's great. Um, yeah, my pigs, I love Borgasm. Again, maybe I'm being biased, but I think that they're super original and um, they're doing super good things. Um, I like my heavier bands, so bands like Bleeding Spawn, who are, you know, they have such an energetic stage performance. Um, they're so heavy on stage, so I quite enjoy them as well. Yeah. 
If bands want to get hold of you for shows or to check out the Emolith page, where can they find those details? On our fan page, which is facebook.com forward slash Emolith Promotions, or on our website, emolith.coza, or they can just message me directly. Um, my email address is emolith.events at gmail.com, and my name is Sashquita Nordi, and I'm always on Facebook, so drop me a mail there. So there it is, one of the queens of the underground has indulged us with some really useful information. Thanks again to Sash for joining us and to all for tuning in. In the meantime, keep supporting the vast well of talent SA Music has to offer. See you next time.